0: Welcome to the Dr. Renee Frazier Show. Why women? I'm Renee Frazier. I am the CEO of an advertising and marketing firm called Fraser Communications. I am a social psychologist, so we bring psychological insights to our marketing and media campaigns. We do national work for Toyota and Lexus. We also do work for the state of California. A lot of work in the health area related to COVID-19 and now to get people to stop smoking or vaping, as well as a lead remediation program. We also have a sustainability division doing work with the Department of Water and Power and on the action front with the Solar and Wind Organization, one of the largest in the country, called CPA Clean Power Alliance. A lot of work done at Frasier is for the good of our community, and that's why I started my firm, and that's one of the reasons I do this show. I want to bring on women and men who can inspire all of us to lead and succeed, and my overarching goal is to make the world a better place. So I seek out people who are doing that as we speak, and today I have a wonderful woman on the show who has made real change happen. And she's not just made change happen, she's also guiding other people to do it. And I'm so th- excited. The woman's name is Neetu Judge, and Neetu has also been awarded by NABO California, the National Association of Women Business Owners of California, with chapters all over the state, as the business owner of the year. So without further ado, Neetu Judge, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Renee. It's such an honor. Thank you for having me.
0: Happy to have you here and learn more. I'd like to start off, Neetu, with talking about how you became an entrepreneur. I know you were part of Silicon Valley and grew up there. Give us a short form, your journey to entrepreneurship.
1: Yes. So short form would be, I did start my career in Silicon Valley, working in various management positions in a software startup. And that software startup was acquired by SAP uh, for its GRC division. And uh, it's, it was just a really wonderful journey. And actually, even before I joined that, I would design clothing at home, sketch them out, and then I would send my designs to India where my mom knew this boutique and they would get those designs, make them come to fruition. And send them back to the US. And I Uh would just do this for fun for my mom, for myself, for my grandmother. Uh And it it was really fun to be able to do my own designs. And I did that with my wedding uh, day. We call it a Linga. And it was just a really, really fun um, hobby that I had. Well, fast forward, post my Silicon Valley days, uh, my husband and I got married. We moved to Bakersfield, and my husband was in business uh, with family. And so we decided to kind of combine our knowledge and experience and forces and really, you know, just work together collectively uh, to fulfill that American dream that, you know, our parents had worked so hard for and that his family had worked so hard for when they came to America as immigrants and worked as farm workers, worked their way up. And so for us, it was, well, how do we make a positive lasting imprint in their lives and in the lives of the next generation? So hence, Countryside, um, which, you know, was started um under different names, you know, a couple decades ago. Mm-hmm. So I've been now involved with Countryside for about 10 years. And we've grown from Countryside Market and Restaurants to Countryside uh Retail and development, countryside car washes, um, and the list goes on. I remember, you know, I
0: was so impressed with that large organization and how you've grown it as a family. But for this part of the conversation, I'd like to focus in on the clothing line. Raina Raya, because I, I know a lot of my listeners have design ideas in their heads, right? Oh, I could design jewelry. People love the way I dress. I like, I, I know clothes. I, I cannot tell you the number of people I meet who tell me they love the idea and you have made it a reality. So let's, let's focus in for a moment on Raina Raya and your inspiration. Cause I think your daughters are part of that, right?
1: Absolutely. So Raina Raya is actually named after my daughters, Raina, my seven-year-old, and Raya, my eight-year-old. And really how the clothing line evolved is not just because I had this passion and uh, and hobby in clothing, but it was also because, you know, we were standing in the restroom one day, and Raina was wearing a one-piece jumpsuit. And she <laughs> it's was hard. not very – right. it was hard very to get, difficult. Hard to get it so off. She, right with tears in her eyes. And she didn't want the other little girls in the restroom to see her, but she says, mommy, I can't take this off. So I said, okay, well, I'll go in there and help you. So it really took the independence away from her to have her mother come in, in the presence of all of her young friends to have to help her take off the entire jumpsuit from the back, had to undo the button. And then the whole thing's on the floor. So it's a very uncomfortable feeling. I'll tell you as a woman, but also for a young girl, a Mm -hmm. young, impressionable little girl. Sure. So I stood in the restroom that day and I said, you know what, we're going to change this. So I worked for over two years on a design concept which now has a patent pending and we were able to design the fashion industry's first jumpsuit, which can be worn as both a one-piece and a two-piece with this snap concept. Um, And it was just such a Wonderful moment for us to be able to do this. I love it. And for me to be able to do this for my daughters. Yeah. And then the second part of it was. The second inspiration from Raya came because she is is an all around girly girl and she's just the most happy being and she loves to dress well. So she would want to wear dresses to school every single day. So here I am scrambling to find shorts to go into her dresses so she can climb the monkey bars, do cartwheels, Mm -hmm. play soccer, whatever she wants to do, just like any boy out there without any limitation. So she says, it would be so nice if you could just have shorts with dresses. Mm -hmm. And I said, sweetheart, you're absolutely right. Because here I am on Amazon and other areas trying to find matching shorts, which were impossible for me right. to find the exact I, match.
0: I know with my, my granddaughters, they wear black uh, kind of tights underneath or shorts, like you're saying, underneath their dresses all the time. Uh, even when they're not at gym because, you know, things happen, right, with the dress goes
1: up. And you're right, you can't find matching ones. So what did you do? So we designed every single one of our dresses, not just for girls and teens, but also for women with shorts. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you why we did it for women. Cause I know when I was, I had young little babies. It was so common for my young girls to just come. And if they were shy of somebody, they would just want to hide right underneath my dress. <laughs> and that meant they would lift up my dress. So I said, you know what, for any mom out there This, you know, we as moms balance so many hats and, you know, we have our kids with us a vast majority of the time. So I thought, you know what? I think other moms would appreciate it because I know I definitely would. Good idea. So that's really where that concept evolved from. Plus, my daughters like to collect roly polies and they like to hand them to me. (laughs) So our shorts come with pockets. So it's so easy to just be able to put the little rocks or pebbles or collecting. That's
0: in, great. In those shorts. Very practical. I, I have to say, I I, I saw you on uh, of, uh, at the conference, and you're wearing this really pretty dress with a nice top, uh, and then a, a little ruffles at the on the skirt. Very attractive. And you said you're wearing shorts underneath it, right? You were wearing your own product. Yes, I was. Yeah, I love it. And where do people find the line? Where do they find these?
1: So, we have a completely e commerce site. Uh, it's RainaRaya.com. It's R E H N A R A I Y A.com after my daughter's RainaRaya.com. You can Google it. And that's where all of our product is sold. Our factories are based in Los Angeles. So, we work with two very reputable, amazing factories in Los Angeles. So everything is designed, everything is manufactured here in the United States, here in Los Angeles.
0: I love it. I love it. I, I'm so impressed. And is this your main business now? With uh, uh, I know that you, we're going to talk about Countryside and we'll talk about the um, Educational Foundation as well. But are you continuing to develop design, mm-hmm. some more product to go to the, to the Reina Rios uh, website? You do work on it every day and and new new designs are always coming up. Is that right?
1: That is correct. So this is something that I'm able to do, um, you know, kind of I wear multiple hats every day. So I'm actively involved in countryside every day with our employees, involved with Raina Raya on a daily. And then I'm also a mom. So which I consider the best job in the world. So. I would say I actually have three jobs every day. <laughs> yeah, I so love it. it's I love definitely it. not limited to one, you know, uh, but certainly totally right. Gratifying.
0: Totally right. I think that's typical of women, right? We wear more than one hat. We just did a campaign for Toyota uh, entitled We Are All Hybrids. And it was really celebrating the fact that we have more than one part to ourselves. Uh, and we had a wonderful young woman, eschas Verretta, talk about it. She's an astronaut and an electrical engineer. Uh, really? really Really well, celebrated. She's actually trying to create a NASA down in Mexico. But the key to the success of that campaign was celebrating the fact that when you open yourself up to all that's possible, you go farther. You go farther in a hybrid because it's electric and it's a motor. But in life, you go farther. And I think that's great. What I'm hearing is you've done that. And I think you're an inspiration to all of us. You know, in the next segment, I would really like to talk about how you make it all work, the three hats, being a mother, a, a wife, a business owner, and involved with your company, uh, Countryside Corp, which is a family's business. And we'd love to hear some tips on what it takes. I know that uh, managing it all is never easy. We talk about work-life balance, but it's not necessarily balance. Are you ready for
1: talking about that next? Sure, absolutely. I'd be happy to talk about it and Great. see if there's some sort of inspiration for other women as well. Oh, I bet you
0: will, Neetu. Well, listen, let's take a break for news and uh, traffic. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dr. Renee frazier show, Why Women, and we're talking to a uh, the consummate capable woman who's going to share some of her secrets. We love what she's done so far. Neetu Judge and you're going to see more. Stay tuned to the Dr. Renee Fraser show on KABC 790. Welcome back to the Dr. Renee Fraser Show, Live Women. This is Renee Frazier. I'm happy to have you listening in as we talk about ways we can inspire women and men to lead and to succeed and we have a wonderful example of success on our show Neetu Judge who created a line of clothing called Raina Raya and is also part of a large company her family runs called Countryside Corporation and, and I, I, I'm I, really excited to learn more about how she accomplishes all of this well, uh, it's, it's amazing to me that you're such a successful mom, business owner, wife and family member uh, need to talk to me about how you accomplish all of that. And you just received this uh, recognition as a business owner of the year for the state of California from NABO. So you're really uh, outpacing most of us. Tell us about your, your secrets to success.
1: Thank you, Renee. I'm humbled by your words. I think you're just as much of an inspiration to me. So really, you know, for me, it's you know, I really look at what uh, was the key to success so far. And for me, it was really having a very strong village around me. And it really takes a village. It takes a village to raise our kids. It's a, it takes a village to be in business. And mm. it takes a village to make a business successful. Mm. And that village includes our employees. We have uh, over 500 employees between, you know, our corporation and our and all of our businesses. And they are absolutely pivotal to our success. So it has been enabling them uh, to really take ownership of their positions and, and, and their management roles and really guiding them and showing the way to them where even in our absence, even if we're not at a business location uh, or, or not, you know, at the moment, I'm, I'm here on this radio station with you. And so I'm not overseeing my business at the moment. I know that they have it handled because they are fully equipped to be able to handle Whatever it is that they're tasked to do, and second, it's really having such an amazing and supportive family who has just continuously uplifted me and encouraged me and been there when I need help with the children, and it just, you know, I, I just feel so blessed and fortunate. But it, that village is so key. So surrounding oneself with the the, the best of the people that you know are are really going to be there to to, to be that foundation. For you know, you.
0: let's, let's, let's talk about that need I, I, I hear you and I, but I, I suspect a lot of my listeners don't have that kind of support system and, or, or, or they may be reluctant. I, I'll give my, I use myself as an example. When I started my business, uh, you know, I thought it was, uh, inappropriate for me to ask for help. You know, I had this sense that I had to be smart and lead and and know what I was doing. I'd run a an ad agency for a corporation. I, you know, had to over a hundred people reporting into me. And so when I started, I thought, oh boy, if I show, if I ask a lot of questions or if I don't act like I know what I'm doing, people are going to laugh at me. And I I think that a lot of that was being a woman and watching men around me be so cocky and so assured of themselves. This notion of a village and that, you know, that it's okay to ask for support. Uh, How do you feel about that?
1: I actually love that notion. And I'll tell you why, because I was in the same boat at one point where I thought, you know what, I, I can handle it all. And I think we all at one point in our lives, we just want to be super woman for our families, right. our children, our business. And it, you know, I really came to the realization and thankfully I did that, you know what, I don't have to be involved in every nitty-gritty detail. And I learned how to balance really through delegation. Delegation is key. You have to delegate to your team members. You have to give them the opportunity to take ownership and lead wherever their strengths are. So it was identifying the strengths of the team and saying, you know what, you're really good at this. So I'm gonna put you in charge of this task. And I'm gonna put you in charge of this project and, and oversee this development. And second, you know, it really was coming to the realization that it's okay to ask for help. Right. And that is so key. We are not ever going to be the experts in every faucet of our lives. And neither should we ever strive to, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think for true advancement and to really take ourselves to that next level of success, we absolutely have to ask for help. We absolutely have to put the best people in the positions where we know they're going to help excel the business, and we have to delegate.
0: You're right. You're right. I think it's one of the mistakes I see a lot of uh, people make as they're a sole proprietor. Or they start their entrepreneurial journey. They want to do it all themselves. And it's very tempting because to hire another person means you're using money that you could keep, right? That could be a profit. It's to hire another person, but you actually have a much stronger likelihood of success and you'll make more money when you do that. You know, there's there's an old African adage that I've used, and I was surprised when I was in South Africa, it was actually on the wall in the airport it's huge and it is if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go with others and I think it speaks to a couple of things one You're talking about asking for help and having others surround you. It also means having a tribe, having a support group. And you talked about a supportive family. We'll talk about that in a moment. But I know among some of my friends and listeners, their family isn't supporting or it isn't even around for them. And in that case, you have to find friends, right? You have to find this tribe, a group of people who see the value in you, who recognize who you are, who you can go to when you're down. I'm sure you've experienced that, too.
1: Yes. And that's where I would say, find yourself a sisterhood. And let me tell you, it is so important. woman to woman. it is so important to have a group of women who are truly supportive and unconditionally there for you. And I'll tell you who's been that sisterhood for me has really been Navo. And I am just so thankful and honored. I mean, this recognition is so much more than just woman business owner of the year it is really a group of women who have uplifted me and so what i would say is to any woman out there find yourself an organization and there's so many wonderful women's organizations out there like nabo Mm -hmm. that are really catered and geared towards if it's a trade if it's a specific you know field that you're in i mean there's so many different organizations out there Right. Uh, really for this main purpose. So it's, I would say, you know, don't hesitate to take advantage of that. And it's right. And it's actually really helpful.
0: It's worth the time and the money. So NAVO is the National Association of Women Business Owners. There's a chapter in Los Angeles. Uh, there are 11 chapters. I think you're in the Bakersfield one. Is that right? That is correct. Yep, which is great. And what this is is a group of women who have their own businesses who come together at least once a month. It has been virtual many times, but now it's in person. And you talk about or have speakers come in. They talk about financing from a bank, how important it is to have a credit line. They talk about how do you attract and retain employees. Uh, they talk about how hard it is to lead because it's lonely at the top. You can't share with your employees. Oh, gosh, it's going to be hard to make uh, you know the cash. Cash flow for this month uh, uh, For payroll, you de- definitely don't want to tell People that, you're working at it and you'll find It, but it's important to have An organization where you can connect with Others, share your problems And find solutions, because the other uh, Emphasis on NABO is How do you grow your business, how do you Scale it, so the questions you're asking They have the answers to, and they Also have connections with universities In terms of m- business Schools, places you can get professors To come in for a very modest amount of money or not for any cost at all once you've joined and they give you advice I, I know that uh, it seems like you don't have the time but as you said it really is worth it I'm going to mention one other organization and this is for slightly larger companies a million dollars in revenue if you're a service company three million if you're a product company and it's women presidents organization they also have chapters in Los Angeles very similar to Nabo in terms of the guidance they get and and as you said, There are many others, Nietzsche, that you can join. I'll just say one last thing. Both of these organizations uh, really, really emphasize collaboration. And you don't have to feel like you're working with your competition. You know you're going to get candid advice, and they all uplift you, elevate you, just like you said. So – should, Absolutely. And, and you're, you're a great example, Nechu, of this. We talked about supportive, so a sisterhood for sure, and a strong village. Tell me a little bit about how uh, the countryside works. It, you know, it's uh, odd to have family members, not odd, but for some people, family members, there could be issues. And I know there's an adage, you know, don't mix business and family, but you've done that successfully. And, and tell me what's the key to that success?
1: Yes, absolutely. It it has been so refreshing and so rewarding to be able to work together as a family with the same common goal. Really, to be able to provide a solid foundation for that next generation uh, of our family. Uh, you know, so that's my kids, my nephews, my nieces, and and really, what it is is we don't overlap uh, what each of us do. We all play our own key roles in the organization. Hmm. So my husband, for example, he oversees all of the development and the construction. So that is, he's our chief development officer, and that is entirely what he does on a day-to-day basis. I oversee HR, legal, and compliance. So any matters related to our employees, uh, HR, legal, compliance, I oversee that. And my sister-in-law is purely in operations uh, my brother-in-law handles, you know, uh, is our uh, for financials, and mm-hmm. so, uh, and my father-in-law kind of just helps to oversee and and. Uh, you know, plays a really key role in uh, being supportive and watching everyone work together and, and being a, a supportive guiding light. So, so everybody, I mean, everybody everybody stays in their own
0: lane. To. Yeah. And I could see yes, how absolutely. how you collaborate with each other. I think that's wonderful. I, I'm i glad to hear that you've been able to grow it and with such intention. You know, ironically enough, I have four three siblings <clears throat> and my parents helped us with a certain uh, property ownership. And we could have work together to create a larger corporation, but we didn't. (laughs) We all went our own ways. I want to talk more about the foundation that you've also created, the way you're giving back in our next segment. I want to make sure everyone knows that you're listening to the Dr. Renee Frazier show on KABC at 790. And the show is titled Why Women? So we've learned a lot about how to be successful uh, from Nichu Judge, who's been amazing in creating a clothing line and then part of a countryside corporation with 500 employees so stay tuned and you will learn how she's also turned her ingenuity to giving back to the community to education and her foundation listen to news and traffic next and you'll hear more from the dr renee Fraser show why women welcome back this is the Dr. Renee Frazier Show, Why Women. We feature women who've been successful and learn a lot about how they have led and why they succeed, so we can take away practical tips. On today's show, we have a wonderful woman, Nietzsche Judge, who has... Started her own line of clothing, uh, Raina Raya, which we've heard about. She's also part of a larger corporation. She's a co-owner in Countryside Corporation. And she's the NABO, California. NABO is the National Association of Women Business Owners. Business Owner of the Year for State of California. Welcome back to the show. Let's talk about the giving back to the community. I I know that you talked about the... um, the, the product line, right? Uh, Raina Raya product line. But I see that you also are the founder of the Raina Raya Foundation. Tell us about that and why you started that foundation.
1: Thank you, Renee. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yes, yeah, so the Raina Raya Foundation is really close to my heart. We, founded, we actually founded the foundation even before the Raina Raya clothing line. And uh, since my daughters were born, uh, it's always been a way to give back for every birthday christmas holidays uh what we do in lieu of gifts for ourselves or gifts for them for their birthdays or christmas we donate to various uh non organizations uh both locally in california and globally wow. as a way to pay it forward So, for example, on my daughter's fourth birthday, we took all of the children from the local homeless shelter to Rosemary's ice cream shop. We chartered a bus for them, took all of them, rode along with them. And it was so gratifying to watch them enjoy themselves at an ice cream parlor and at a birthday party. And (laughs) most of them had never been invited to birthday parties or been able to experience uh, going, you know, going to an ice cream parlor, and they all got educational gifts, something that they could take back to in furtherance of their education. Wow! And that's really what we do. Uh, you know, we volunteer time, you know, at a food bank, or uh, you know, donate to provide meals uh, for young children so that they have that base, you know, going to school because it is very important. And uh, we've also done a birthday party with a society of disabled children for another one of my daughters, uh, which was also wonderful. We actually threw them a birthday party in honor of my daughter's birthday. And they all got to collectively cut the cake together. And again, what what they got to take with them was they got these bags uh, for school because school was starting in the next month and they got to take, uh, a uh, bag with them, each of them, school supplies and everything that they needed for their first month of school.
0: Goodness, goodness! It uh, it uh, wow uh, brings tears to my eyes. I mean, I'm 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 so impressed because these are I can imagine very heartwarming events and. Uh, I'll have to say, I don't know if my daughter, when they were four daughters with, they have three of them would have been willing, <laughs> you know, to, to celebrate. I mean, I, I think they would have enjoyed it, but the idea that they're not getting a gift and they're getting this instead, mm, I don't know. How, how do your girls, I guess it's a part of their life. So they automatically think that, or how, how do they feel about it?
1: Well, you know, that's all they've known since they were born. So, you know, we've, tried our best because our our daughters have been blessed you know their life has been born on a silver platter so to speak so we wanted to ensure that they were always giving back uh, blessed for what they have and really we wanted to raise very humble children and i want to touch on actually where the foundation is today is we donate a part of all the proceeds um, from certain teas that we have like inspiring girls teas And then we also donate between 5% to 50% of our uh, net proceeds to educating other girls, uh, both here in the United States and globally. So it, and my daughters are involved in every part of that. They get to help choose the organizations. They help, they get to go meet with these organizations. And I can tell you, they, they thrive. It makes them feel so good to know that they are giving back.
0: I think that's wonderful. I, I, I'm, I'm truly impressed. You know, one of the practices that uh, I've used and I've, I've recommended is to have uh, three jars, you know, uh, when people, when children get money for a birthday, they put some money in the donation jar, they put some money in a jar for uh, themselves, you know, for uh, buying special treats and then something for others and for their family members. But the idea of giving money, you know, then is a built into their mindset. But this this notion of, of knowing every time a holiday happens, you get to plan something for other people and participate. In it. it is wonderful. I think also the education of girls is is so important. Uh, your family is from India, is that right?
1: Absolutely, yes. I'm actually the first generation daughter in America. Oh. So, but my entire family, both sides actually, from my birth parents to my in-laws, they're all from Punjab, India. And And in... India,
0: in so many rural areas, girls don't get much access to education. So you're, you're, are you? some of the money is going to Punjabi as well?
1: Yes. So we're actually working with two different organizations that have an imprint. Uh, they're global organizations that have an imprint in India. It's Girl Rising and the Global Daughter Family Project. And we are actually working with both of those organizations. And we've been very specific in some of our donation requests that that this, you know, part of the money goes specifically towards India.
0: That's great. I, I'm I'm really delighted to hear that. As you can imagine, on the Why Women Show, we really want to help women and girls rise up, and education is so important. I uh, uh, do you know the Girls Rising organization. I think that's fantastic. do, the, do your daughters then get involved in some of the decision making in terms of how much how the money is utilized?
1: Well, we haven't involved them in the the financial part as much, I think, as, as much as allowing them to read about every organization and the impact that they have on girls. One of the organizations, we actually got to visit one of their centers, and that was a very eye-opening experience for our daughters, and they really had, I mean, they had some wonderful questions, but they also had a request at the end is, when can we come back, and when can we provide another check to help young girls? So it, it's just been wonderful. Um, I, I can't um, yeah. tell you how fortunate we feel to be able to do this.
0: Yeah, I think that's fantastic. So often people wait until the end of their life. You know, they hit 65 or 70 and they think about how do I give back? But you've built it into the psyche and uh, into the family. And I, I, I really applaud you for that. I think it's great that you're having that impact. You, uh, You said your girls are 14 and 11. Is that right?
1: So my daughters are eight and seven. Eight so and have seven. An eight-year-old Sorry. and 7
0: year olds Do you think they'll they'll join the family business?
1: I absolutely think they will. No oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> or at least that's the help, right? I mean, we do all of this just as our parents sacrificed everything they could to create a better life for us and open the doors to opportunities we are experiencing today. We're hoping to do the same for our children. We always have a running joke that, you know, in high school, you know, the reason why another part of why we thought Raina Raya would be something that we wanted to carry forward into the future is, hey, when they're in high school and they want to go out and about with their friends and and... You know, we can say, well, you've got so much work to do. you got the rain arrival line to do. You've got so much impact to
0: make. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You, they, they feel an obligation, right, that they're part of something. Well, and the fact that they were the inspiration for the clothing uh, is uplifting for the girls, right? It makes them feel like they're important and they count. And uh, and I'm sure there's going to be more to come. The idea of the shorts with pockets under the dress, so smart. And the jumper snapping so they could easily take it off because uh, you were— you're so sensitive to understand how uh, disempowering that is right for for a young girl so I think it's wonderful you know when when we Absolutely. think of our children uh, you know we we definitely put a lot of emphasis but we also also have to worry about our husbands and our family overall in the next segment I'd love for you to talk about some things you've learned about the ways in which you keep the connections going in the family and the role that you play as well as the idea of self-care and how important that is. Because I know our listeners are busy women themselves. They're doing lots and you wear many hats. But if you let yourself run down, you can't help others. So I want to remind the audience you're listening to the Dr. Renee Fraser Show, Why Women and we're talking with Nietzsche Judge about her accomplishments as the women business owner of the year. Stay tuned to get some more practical tips and understand how she takes care of herself so she can be there for others. You'll be listening to news and traffic next, but stay tuned to the Dr. Renee Frazier show, Why Women? Welcome back. This is the doctor. Renee Frazier Show, Why Women. We're talking with Nitu Judge about her family as well as her success with her wonderful Raina Raya line of clothing as well as the work with Countryside Corporation. Uh, Nitu, I want to talk more about your personal journey and, and level of success. We talked about all the hats you wear, the amazing way in which you're Sharing with your girls, your children, the importance of giving back and working with uh, nonprofit organizations. You know, the story you told about taking children from a local homeless shelter to an ice cream parlor for a birthday party just brought tears to my eyes. It's a wonderful way for children to see how similar they are to others, even homeless children, right? That they have so much in common and for spreading joy and then building the sense of empathy and philanthropy, which is obviously a, you know, a highfalutin term, but the idea of giving back kind of becomes a natural part of their lives. I, I'm, I'm so impressed. I, I, yes, I, absolutely. Thank yeah. you for having me, Renee. Well, what, tell us about the way in which you manage all of these roles and your success as a, as a mother, but also as a wife.
1: You know, I think that's a great question. (laughs) And um, I am acutely aware uh, uh, of what it takes. You know, it takes a lot of grit and determination and mental strength. I can't stress that enough, enough mental strength on a daily basis to really push through every single day, especially, you know, I know there's a lot of women out there that are wearing multiple hats and sometimes running multiple businesses a day like I am. And, Uh, You know, we really have to sometimes go that extra mile, but, you know, even when we're going that extra mile, we always have to reflect on how we can be that best person, not just for ourselves, but someone else. And so uh, with that, you know, self-care is so, so important. And, you know, we actually talked about this on our panel uh, at the NABO uh, Propel Conference in Sacramento earlier this week, but a big part of it is really scheduling into your day what it is that you need for self-care. So if it's a massage, because your shoulders and your back are hurting from being overwhelmed with the stress or your day-to-day tasks, schedule that massage into your schedule as if it's a meeting or part of your day. We we take time for meetings, but we don't take time to eat sometimes and we don't take time for self-care. So You're right. I scheduled it calendar. Now I know what time I need to stop for breaks and lunch. I know what time I need to stop to spend time with my children because they truly bring me the greatest joy. And I can't, so that's probably the best stress relief that I've ever experienced is just spending time with them and feeding off of their energy, but it's important to schedule in your day. You know, you're
0: you're you're absolutely right. And uh, you know, speaking of that, for instance, I haven't scheduled in lunch today. Right after our show, I go into another meeting. But I think you're right, giving it legitimacy by putting it on the calendar. And I, you know, one of my friends used to schedule a facial every month. And I thought, wow, I can't even imagine. I just, you know, fit it in when I can. But it it makes so much sense to be able to. I, I guess I'd say show respect to yourself and your health as opposed to. I'll just say trying to be a martyr about it. And I'm, I know you're not doing that, but I, I think sometimes I used to feel that, you know, that I, I'm going to run as fast as I can, do as many things as I can, and, and then quietly complain about the fact that I haven't had time for myself. But that's foolish, isn't it?
1: All yeah. I can say is that it's so important for self-care and we cannot forget to do it because we won't be able to be as productive and we definitely won't be able to be there for others in the matter that we want. Uh, you're right. We attend to ourselves.
0: You're right, and I think that um, we heard a lot of that on the panel discussion. As you said, I think it's so important. You set aside time. Now, the the other thing is your family. You work in a family business. Do you folks have rituals and ways in which the family comes together so that you keep the connections strong?
1: Absolutely, we love to do a weekly family dinner. And we love to have the kids, you know, go over and play with the grandparents and aunts and uncles and nieces and nephews. So it's so wonderful, you know. And sometimes it's just getting together for some homemade pizza, and sometimes it's getting together for some just really good, like um, homemade Indian food. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes we just get together for swimming. It's just, You know, we always find that time on a weekly basis just to kind of connect on a very personal basis versus just purely business alone.
0: Right, right. You have to set that time aside. and. You know, we we talked on the panel about how you reduce stress, and I mentioned that I try to do meditation every day. But I have to agree with you, and I remember your answer. When you're with your children, you're with them all the way. And I'm one of those people that gets on the floor, you know, plays Uno and uh, builds blocks and knocks them down, you know, with the four-year-old. I think you have to to be in the moment and really be a part of uh, a connection with other people, and that kind of lets the stress fade away, don't you think?
1: I absolutely agree. And I think children have this energy that is just so exhilarating. And it, I mean, it just really changes the whole course of your day. If you're under a lot of stress when you're around kids. So I just feed off that energy. And so I'll sometimes, you know what I do? I just take them. I say, let's go play some pickleball. And I know for them to play pickleball instead of a phone in my hand, I'm going to have a racket in my hand. So there's no even opportunity to look at my phone or we'll go to the golf course. My husband and I with our kids and, and we'll just practice, you know, on the practice range, and instead of our phone, we have the golf club in our hand, right. and so we really find creative ways like that that we know we absolutely have to decompress and, and stay away from electronics and, and just be present with our children. I
0: love it. Now, on the practical side, getting so much done. Do you are you a list person? Do you like to make lists of things you have to get done?
1: So I would consider myself a person that um, rather than a task list, uh, which I think can be really uh, overwhelming, I like to schedule priorities in my day of what it is that day that absolutely needs to get done. Mm. And I just the night before or early morning that day before my children wake up and my family's awake and ready for the day because I love making breakfast for them. I make sure that not just mentally I'm prepared, but also I I put it into my schedule and say this today, I absolutely have to get this done. And that's really worked for me because it's really increased my sense of productivity.
0: You know, I think that's a really good point. If you make too long a list, it's really easy to find simple things to check off. (laughs) I feel like you've accomplished a lot but you may have skipped the most important thing. I've started to do the same thing. Like, I have to review this proposal. I have to write this important email and uh, it's a very specific task that if I don't get it done in the day or I wait too long in the day, it won't be the quality it should be. So I make it my priority in the morning and I think that's really good advice that's what you mean right to find something that is so important that you don't forget to do it
1: absolutely because that can be very stressful if you don't get done in your day what was most important for that week or that day
0: right and it stays on your mind you're procrastinating and it, it creates stress as you're just saying throughout the day so i think that's wonderful the other are there any other tools you use to be as productive as you are
1: you know, I, um, I do love meditation and I would love to do more of it. Uh, I'm still learning the practice of it, but, and I love meditating actually the classical music. No. I love listening to classical music and even in my work, uh, if there's a really important, um, you, you know, meeting that I have to prepare for, or if I'm, Giving a speech somewhere, what I love to do is just listen to classical music. There is something about it that helps your mind just remember so much more and, and provide some clarity. I like so, that. Uh, I like that's that. That's what I would advise. <laughs> I like that. You
0: know, I find walking you know, I'm sure you've had this experience, uh, uh, Nietzsche where you've got something on your mind that you have to accomplish, and or something you're thinking about, and you're, you've you got a roadblock. You know, I, for example, we have to come up with theme lines or taglines for campaigns, and I've got a team of creative people who do that, but I know that I have to also think through the strategy, and our most effective taglines really connect to something that's true for human beings. Like I mentioned, that we all are hybrids. It's true of the cars, but it's also connects with people at an emotional values level anyway sometimes I can't think of it and I I, and I haven't cleared it in my mind if I go for a walk and I stop thinking about it it, in my subconscious I'm developing thinking you know and ideas and then suddenly it pops into my mind I have to take a break it also happens with uh, just being quiet not even just formally meditating have you had that
1: experience as well I have. And Dr. Frazier, not probably from the extent that you have, you're definitely expert in that field, (laughs) but I would say that it has been very helpful to distract myself from what it is that's causing that overwhelming feeling or that feeling of stress and come back to it. Because I think if we try to push ourselves through and say, no, absolutely. I need to do this now when our mind and our mental state is not in the right frame of mind for it, we're actually just wasting time. And that's my personal experience. So I like to, like you mentioned, you meditate or you go for a walk or you go play some pickleball and then come back to it with that clarity, I think there's just so much more of a success rate.
0: I agree. You know, you're absolutely right. And there's good brain science behind it to, uh, to recommend that. So thank you. Now, we're we're coming down to our last couple of minutes. I need you. let me ask you for any final words of advice you'd like to give to our listeners.
1: I would say, you know, I like to reflect on, you know, this decade of entrepreneurship on how I have positively impacted someone's life or made a positive difference in some way, because I really feel that it's such a driving force that fuels so much more, I think, along our journey. And, you know, what I really learned to do was in every faucet of of entrepreneurship is, you know, embracing what it is that I feel that I can excel at, embracing my passion, and then what I heard so uh, wonderfully said at the NABO national conference is putting purpose, um, you know, back into my passion. Right. And it it is such a wonderful driving force. And, and I, you know, I, I want to tell all the women out there too, that, you know, if you ever have a business idea or something and you're not sure, just always remember, I actually Googled this wonderful word on the internet, um, a wonderful definition for the word fail. And it was, that the true meaning of fail is not really fail as we perceive it to be. It's first attempt in learning. And I can't tell you how much a, of a difference that has made in my life, knowing that, you know, I need to put the fear, you know, I, I need to put it away. I need to put it in a drawer somewhere and instead look at it from a different lens. But uh-huh. if I want to try something new, like I did with the Raina Rye line, that it is really. For the purpose that there might be some door or some opportunity that might open, or it might be a stepping stone to something else, but we should never fear that word fail.
0: I because love it. First
1: attempt in learning. First
0: attempt in at learning. I love it. Anichu Judge, you've been a fabulous guest. Thank you so much for your words of advice and for being an inspiration for women to lead and succeed. You've been listening to the Dr. Renee Frazier Show, Why Women. And you can see why women are so strong when you hear Anichu talk about her work ethic, what she's done with her children, how she created her own line, and the foundation that she is uh, she has founded. Thank you so much for being on the show, Anichu. Thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, everyone, you can listen to this as a podcast on the Renee Fraser, or I should say fraziercommunications.com website. But thank you for listening. And I hope you've taken away some strong advice. Don't forget that sisterhood and those organizations that are there to support you, as well as the importance of self-care and the importance of striving through, F-A-I-L, first attempt in learning. Not a failure, but urging you to go on and be even more successful. You never know what door will open as a result of it. Thanks for listening to the Dr. Renee Fraser Show, Why Women. Have a wonderful week ahead.